What's up everyone? Good morning and once again welcome to our online Water's Edge worship experience. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. For those of you that continue to like and share these online messages and share them with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. We have people tuning in from all over the place. Also, like I tell you every week, for those of you that continue to worship with us online through giving and generosity, maybe meeting our new $10 challenge. Thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. You're helping us serve more people, minister to more people, love more people, shelter more people, and feed more people. Thank you so, so very much. Over the past few weeks, we've been in a series about our vision, but also as our congregation, we've been voting on what our next series is going to be based off of what you feel like you've been going through in your personal life. I have those results, and I'm going to share those results with you right at the end of my message today. But today, we're celebrating our 16-year anniversary. So today, as we get started, I have to say, there have been so many valuable lessons that I've learned over the past 16 years while doing church with so many of you here at the Water's Edge. And you've heard me say so many times before that what we focus on in our mind and in our thoughts usually determines where we end up in life, our destination in life, and it usually determines the choices that we make. And so because of that, many times we allow our mind to do two things that we don't want it to do. We always go to the future. We always go to fear with all the what-if questions. And then many times we always go to the past and we reprocess our guilt and our regret and our shame, but we rarely live right now here today focusing our hearts and our mind and our thoughts on God's good work in our life right now here today. In fact, the missionary Paul had something to say about this to the early disciples in the city of Colossae. Notice what he says in Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 2. He says, since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Think about, focus on the things of heaven, fill your mind and your thought and your heart and your meditation with the things of heaven and not the things of the earth. And so always dwelling on the future, always dwelling on the fear of the what if questions is always going to cause your life to be paralyzed and it's always going to fill your mind with negativity that drags you down. On the other hand, always going to the past over and over again and focusing on your mistakes and everything you wish you could do over, all the guilt, all the regret, all the shame, all that's going to do is just produce more pain. And so our focus should stay on God, His kingdom, His love, and His work in our life. But sometimes, i got to be honest with you, sometimes, very specific times, it's good to look back and evaluate. And and this is when it's good to look back and evaluate when you're finally in a season of your life to learn from your past and move on. Because many times we get in trouble by looking back at our past and we get overwhelmed with all the guilt and we get stuck right there. But if you know that you're free and you're choosing joy and you're ready to move on and you're ready to learn from your past, then that's when it's okay to look back. And so today I want us to look back because man at the water's edge we're doing good. We're ready to go. We have a fresh vision. So I want to look back and I want us to evaluate some of the lessons that we've learned over the past 16 years. So with that in mind, man, let's just jump right on into it with our 16 year 
anniversary. And here's the first one. The best way to hear from God is to have daily time with God. That's one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned. The best way to hear from God is to have daily time with God because we know that we need to hear from God about all sorts of things, about our future, about our uncertainties, about our relationships, about our circumstances. We want to hear from God. And the best way to do that is to spend time with God. I remember when I was praying and trying to figure out if God wanted me to start the water's edge all the way back in 2005. Man, it took me two years to figure this out. And I would pray every single day, begging God and asking God to show me. And I remember one night I was praying and I said, God, you have to tell me tonight what you want me to do. And so I turned off the TV. I was watching Law and Order SVU and I started praying. And as soon as I finished praying, I opened up my Bible to Luke chapter five and the entire chapter spoke to me, man. The very beginning of the chapter, the very first disciples that Jesus meets and calls, he meets them at the water's edge, Peter, James, and John. And I felt like God was stirring in my spirit that God does amazing things at the edge of the water. And Lake Charles was sitting on the edge of the lake. After that, Jesus goes to Matthew's house after he calls Matthew a tax collector to be one of his disciples. And I felt like God said, hey man, I want your ministry to be to those people that other churches don't want, the tax collectors and the sinners. After that, Jesus heals a leper. And I felt like God spoke to my heart and said, I want your ministry to be about those people that everyone else runs away from, that everyone else rejects. And I thought, man, I can't do that where I'm at. I can't do that in the current religious setting that I'm in. And then the last passage in Luke chapter 5 spoke to me where Jesus says, don't put new wine into old wine skins, put new wine into new wine skins. And in that moment, I felt like God said, you have a new vision for a new church. Stop trying to do that at other churches that are already established. They're like old wine skins. I want you to go home to Lake Charles and start a brand new church. But I would have never gotten that vision confirmation if I was not spending daily time with God. And so if the best way to hear from God is to spend daily time with God. Lesson number two is this. Serving people with no agenda is one of the most authentic ways to share God's love with people. Many people have visited the water's edge and they still do visit the water's edge simply because our gathering has done good with no agenda. We have and we still do feed in our city. We have and we still do shelter in our city. We have and we still do serve in our city. We have and we still do help clean up and help rebuild in our city. We have and we still do provide Christmases for families in our city. We have and we still do provide free counseling and addiction support in our city. The best way to share God's love is to serve over and over again with no agenda. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Amen. The next lesson is this. Setbacks are always opportunities for a comeback. Whatever it is that has set you back, if you hold on to your faith, it's just an opportunity to stand up again. It's an opportunity for a comeback because whatever it is, it's not the end of your story. So hold on to Jesus because whatever it is, you can stand back up again because of his grace, his mercy and his love. The next lesson is this. I find that people show up to places where they know they're welcomed and they're loved. People are going to show up to places when they know that they're welcomed and they're loved. And I want you to know that you're welcomed and you're loved. But also as a church, I want to challenge you. Don't focus on how you think the leaders of the church or the church is welcoming you only. 
When I'm talking about people showing up to our church because they feel welcomed in love, and that's just true. People are going to show up if they feel that way. I'm talking about all of us treating everyone that way. Our entire assembly, our entire gathering, being the type of gathering that loves and welcomes everyone. The secret weapon of the water's edge is not the band. The secret weapon of the water's edge is not the lights. The secret weapon of the water's edge is not the preacher. The secret weapon of the water's edge is not the screen and all the neat graphics. The secret weapon of the water's edge is the people that attend the water's edge. If we love and welcome people, they're going to show up. If you're still with me, so I'm still with you. Next lesson is this. Taking a risk is necessary if you want to accomplish a vision. Most people at the end of their life, they're going to look back on their life and they're going to ask this question. What in the world did I do with my life? At the end of your life, your greatest regrets are not going to be the risk that you did take. Let me say that again. At the end of your life, your greatest regrets are not going to be the risk that you did take. At the end of your life, your greatest regrets are going to be the risk that you did not take. Sometimes if you want to accomplish something in this life, you have to have some courage, take a risk and step out of the boat. The next lesson is this. Be specific when you pray. Why? Why should we be very specific when we pray? Many times we give in to these faith-killing traditions when we pray, like, Lord, if it be your will, I'm going to ask for this or ask for that. I never pray that way. I never say, God, if it's your will. I always pray very specifically because prayer is a discovery. And the best way to discover God's will is to pray in a very specific way. That way, if God answers your prayer specifically how you prayed it, then you just discovered that you were praying the will of God. But if he does not answer your prayer, specifically the way that you prayed it, then you just discovered not that God is ignoring you, but that God has a different plan. So now you just discovered that you need to pray differently so you can discover that plan. So that's what prayer is. Prayer is a discovery. The next lesson is this. Church is more effective when we focus on helping people. The church will never be effective if we focus on criticizing people, judging people, shaming people, or overwhelming people with religious rules and church rules that they cannot keep anyway that's a burden no 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 the church is effective and the church will always be effective if we focus on helping people especially we have to do this the church has to get their focus off the culture wars that is not what God is calling us to do that is not fighting the good fight we are most effective when we focus on helping people the next lesson is this relationship turmoil is why most people are unhappy today If most people are honest today, the source of their unhappiness is all the pain and the heartbreak and the turmoil that's going on in their personal relationships. And sometimes you cause the relationship stress and sometimes other people cause the relationship stress. But this is the one common denominator in all of our relationship pain, heartache and stress. And it's our bad patterns. This weekend, all over the world, people are going to get married and they're going to say their vows to each other. Those vows are promises. But promises do not make or break relationships. Promises do not make or break relationships. There's something in your life that always speaks louder than your words. There's something in your life that always speaks louder than your promises, and that's your patterns. And so you have to always work on eliminating your bad, unhealthy patterns out of your life and growing your healthy patterns in your life. Because your healthy patterns is not what's causing the stress in your relationships It's your unhealthy patterns. The next lesson is this. Selfishness is why most relationships have turmoil. 
Selfishness is why most people have relationship problems. Studies tell us that the happiest people in the world are people who serve and volunteer. The happiest people in the world are people that step outside of themselves and serve. So there are people right around you in your life that you love. If you want to break your selfishness, start by serving them and serve them over and over and over again. The next lesson is this, and I know you're going to feel this one. If you're still with me, Sam, still with you. Living in southwest Louisiana, most of us are going to experience high levels of anxiety and uncertainty Every single hurricane season. And we're in the middle of hurricane season. And right now we're probably all experiencing just a little bit of anxiety and uncertainty. And we're going to deal with that probably for the rest of our lives as we live here. The next lesson is this though. But the church is resilient. The church is able to endure difficult times and stay strong through it all. The church can survive pandemics. The church can survive controversy. The church can survive hurricanes. The church can survive survive criticisms and attacks. The church can survive the gates of hell and the church can survive downtimes and hard times. If we keep our focus on loving God and loving people, we can survive it all. Let me say that again. If we keep our focus on loving God and loving people, we can survive it all. The next lesson is this. The church is creative and the church should be creative. The Bible says in the beginning that our God is the creator. He stepped onto nothing. He took nothing. The word create is barrage in the Hebrew, it means creating something out of nothing. He took nothing and made everything. He even created you and I. And the Spirit of God lives on the inside of us, which means the Spirit of the Creator of everything, the Creator of this complex universe lives on the inside of us. So the church should be the most creative force in the world. The next lesson is this. People long to live for something bigger than themselves. And the only thing I can honestly say that's ever given me purpose in this life is loving God and loving people and doing that with a group of my friends and doing that with my church and doing that with the people that I worship with. Loving God with them, loving people with them and serving people with them has always given me purpose in life. It's always given me significance in life and it's always given me a reason to wake up and live. And when we live that way, that is living for something bigger than yourself. The next lesson is this. We need to have something that anchors our soul during difficult, ti- difficult times because the direction of our life can change with one single day, one single moment, and one single circumstance. We always have to make sure every single day that our faith is anchored to Jesus Christ because in just a moment, just like that, your life can get blindsided. In just a day, in just a moment, just like that, you can experience hurt, a bad report from the doctor, losing your job, betrayal, storms that devastate your community and your home, tragedy, loss, and heartache. Every single day, there's an opportunity for your life to change in just an instant. My life changed several years ago. I woke up one morning, I went to the doctor, I got a bad report, it changed just like that. Make sure that your soul is anchored to your faith in Jesus Christ. The next lesson is this. Some people will make you feel loved just because of who you are. Other people will make you feel loved because of what you can do for them, and there's a big difference. Look at, look at me right here. You deserve to be loved for who you are, and you deserve to be wanted for who you are. 
and not because of what you can do for people. Give to people and provide for people. Listen, you should never be made to feel that you're being loved simply for what you can give to people and do for people. If people make you feel that way, let those people leave your life. And those other people in your life that just love you for you, they just want you, no matter what you can do for them or what you give them, let those people stay in your life. And the reason why is this, and this is our last lesson today, number 16. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Notice this. You will only be as happy as the happiest people that you're around. Listen, if you're surrounded by unhappy people, you're not going to give them joy. You're not going to give them happiness. Just like if you're surrounded by people who have the flu, you're not going to give them good health. They're going to give you the flu. In the same way, if you have people or a person in your life that's creating constant environments of unhappiness, you can only be as happy as the environment that you're around. You can only be as happy as the happiest person that you're around, so it's going to constantly drag your soul down. Support people and help people. But if you have someone in your life who just cannot get a hold of their joy, they just cannot get over their deep sadness and their depression. Listen, if they're not working hard to choose joy over their negativity, if they're not working hard to choose joy over their discouragement and over their unhappiness support people and love people but there also may be a time when you have to support yourself by letting those people go in your life because they're not working hard to choose joy and their unhappiness is going to make your life unhappy you cannot keep bringing people into your life if you're not willing to do whatever it takes to grab a hold of joy and overcome your discouragement and sadness you cannot keep bringing other people into your life if you're not willing to do whatever it takes to grab a hold of your joy you can't keep expecting people to tolerate that because it's going to make them unhappy remember this today love is not finding someone to love you for you that's putting all the focus on them and how much they can tolerate of you and that's not fair and that's not love let me say that again love is not finding someone to love you for you that's putting all the focus on them and how much they can tolerate, and that's not fair. Love is when you decide to work on becoming your best self for you and for the other people in your life. Let me say that again. Love is when you decide to work on becoming the best version of you for you and for the other people in your life. I don't want my unhappiness to bring the other people down in my life. I want my joy and my optimism and my positive faith to bring other people up in my life. Let me put it this way and notice this today. Love is not finding someone to love you for you. Love is when you decide to work on and become your best self for you and for the other people in your life. We need to be people that rise above our excuses and become our best self. You know, pain is transferred. Most of the time when you feel pain in your body, the place where you feel the pain is not the place that's injured. It's being transferred from someone else. For instance, if you have pain in your shoulder blades, then it may mean you have a problem in your neck. Or if you have pain in your leg, then you probably have a problem in your back. Well, this past year, I thought that I injured my upper back in one of my shoulders. So I went and did MRIs, x-rays on my back, on my shoulder. It felt like someone had taken a baseball bat and hit my spine in the middle of my back. It felt bruised. I couldn't even rotate my shoulder. If I tried to throw the covers off of me in the morning, just that simple motion, I would just simply feel like my shoulder was in excruciating pain. It would feel so unstable. And then they finally realized after they saw the MRIs and the x-rays of my back and my shoulder 
There was nothing really wrong with my back and my shoulder, that the problem was all coming from my neck and the pain was being transferred. Transferred. Come to find out, I had three bulging discs in my neck and some multiple sclerosis lesions and they were sitting on nerves and those nerves were transferring the pain. That's where the pain was coming from. And so I didn't need to really treat my back. That wasn't going to help. And I didn't really need to treat my shoulder. That wasn't going to help. What I needed to do and what I'm doing is treating my neck. Now, sometimes we also do that to other people. We don't deal with our pain. And so we transfer that pain onto other people. I don't want to transfer my unhappiness to other people. I don't want to transfer my personal pain to other people. I want to transfer my joy to other people and my faith to other people. Because when we transfer our pain to other people, that's not fair to those people. Because if they're in your life, they can only be as happy as the happiest people that they're around. And so one of the greatest lessons that I've learned this year is this. If you're still with me, Sam, still with you. We have to work as hard as we can to become the best version of ourselves. You and I have to work as hard as we can to become the best version of ourselves, because that's what it means to love God, to love others, and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So again, I'll leave you with this. Love is not finding someone to love you for you. Love is when you decide to work on you becoming your best self for you and for the other people in your life. We need to be people that rise above our excuses and become our best self. Now, this is going to be our next few series topics based off of your votes. So the very next series that we're going to start next week, I'm going to need you to talk this up, invite your friends to it. It's going to be really awesome. But so many of you wanted to know how to deal with forgiveness, setting boundaries, and how to deal with heartbreak. Forgiveness, setting boundaries, and how to deal with heartbreak. That's going to be our very next series that we're going to start next Sunday. After that, October is Mental Illness Awareness Month, and we're going to deal with how to deal with our mental illness battles in October. After that, the next series that we're going to start is how to deal with doubts about our faith. And then after that, we're going to deal with how to deal with loneliness. And so those are going to be our next few series topics. So again, next week, we're going to talk about how to deal with forgiveness and setting boundaries and heartbreak. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Continue to stay tuned in for the amazing time of worship with the amazing Water's Edge Band. Happy 16-year anniversary, Water's Edge. We love you all. We cannot wait to see you back next week.